Welcome to BTF. It means Brazilian talking stuff. My name is Guilherme and I'm a Brazilian. Hey there, my name is Alia King and we're here to talk about lots of stuff, anything. Uh, so, what are we going to talk about today? Today our topic is pretty serious. We are going to talk about world politics. As in our first episode, we are talking about the big wave of conservative, the right people taking control of power all around the world. And that includes our country, Brazil, that is just now starting a new right government. So all of that, taking consideration the movement in Europe, in South America where we live, What do you think are the reasons of that conservative wave that's happening now? You know, in general, I, I think it's different countries between places, actually. Like, USA, it's a reason in Europe, but here in South America, we have a whole other lack of, you know, things to worry about. Here, we have problems like security, corruption, and... When we compare the two situations, we have, like, In the first world countries, such as United States or European countries, the big, uh, the big worry among people is immigration. The USA is very worried about the Mexicans, the, the France and the United and the, um, the British people are worried about Muslims and all that thing. It leads to like a very far right candidate, almost winning presidency in France. That's leading to Brexit that has been going on for a while now. Those are the problems of the first world. Do you think that they are similar to us in some level? We do. Do we have this problem too? How is the situation here in South America? Uh, like I said, it's a bit different in general. We have. Uh, other things to worry about. We have like third world problems to worry about. Uh, yeah. Like security. Like, a, like I just said, it's a pretty serious situation here. Uh, on the security thing, we have uh, great corruption scandals that just puts House of Cards to sleep. We have pretty, you know, just pretty much problems that most third world countries uh, go through. But we also But have like, problems with immigration. In the second instance, like we have people coming from uh, Venezuela, pretty bad stuff happening there, dictatorship. And we, Brazilians don't see them with good eyes and stuff. But yeah. I think the problem here is very delicate because we have this problem, this third world problems, but we have a massive country, a continental country, have a very large country and we should be having other kind of problems and so we do not know how to deal with that. We, we are very fragile and very young democracy, very big country and a lot of problematic neighbors and a lot of oppressed and bullies uh, friends. We, we are really screwed here. Yeah, our politicians kind of don't see What kind of country we are? They just they're just like partying with our money and doing whatever they want. It just makes people bit bit. And when comes guys like this and make promises to fix those things and take another approach, and they seem actually genuine. Like they they not they do not feel like the politicians that we always see around. 
so that gives people hope and they start choosing those those people that but that's not but isn't that problematic because what we are used to see as politicians as common politicians are very serious uh, men and women that talk with fancy words and very serious place those guys they are different because they are not serious at all you, you kind of people you cannot take serious and you cannot believe what they're saying but it's very worthful what they're saying what what's that yeah it's just like I was talking they uh, people is, is crazy they they just revolted with those those conditions we live in here in Brazil we had 16 years government on left they're not far left just left and they do lots of pretty good social stuff really good things for the population but along with that they also gave us really big corruption scandals and like like I was just saying and there come those guys and they they just they they make they make it seem like they're different and that's what yes people want to vote on them i think the biggest problem is that the problem with those guys is not the fact that they are right all through history we have a lot of people uh, in power that were right and they are good they want the good but the problem is that they see this fragile democracy when we have like 16 years 14 years of a government that has a lot of corruption scandals you kind of lose a little bit your hopes and your beliefs and your faith on democracy you kind of start thinking that oh my god why we do that if we are just gonna be fucked anyway so they use that fragile they take advantage of that and they kind of ride democracy they kind of take under their arms and bully them until they they gain votes or something like that i think that's the biggest problem that it's not that they are candidates politicians or presidents whatever is that they take advantage of a fragile democracy of a pe- of a people that don't believe anymore in the vote and just do stuff like that like electing themselves and don't even know what to do right yes they they just advantage advantage of us it's it's basically that kind of relationship now just talking about being right or left as you know uh, i'm a bit of a right guy i'm i don't consider myself like right but i'm more to the right than to the left so and just for the people who are listening to us to know he's a guy more right than left and i'm a person that's very much left so we this conversation can be getting uh, somewhere or it doesn't go anywhere we don't know we just keep talking <laughs> yes uh so exactly so we we and when we talk about right most concern is about uh, economy they talk a, a lot about economy and economy is really important you can't do uh, any social work without a good economy when we have screwed up economy there there isn't money to do anything good for the population just there isn't everything is going to shit it's an illusion to think that economy isn't important when we talk about social of course it is so when we have a right they they focus on that but that that doesn't mean that 
the social isn't taken and into account. But that's kind of the big problem because you are a sane person and you are saying that to me and I would vote for you you being a right candidate because you are saying okay guys it's very much important we do social things but we need the money that's very much educational and that's very uh, easy to believe but those guys are getting elected saying fuck social and fuck everyone that needs you know they are being just yeah. assholes they're saying we don't need social we are just gonna take the money and start a lot of companies and money 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 <laughs> yeah, everything becomes about the money. I mean, it's pretty important. It's just dumb to say, no, money is important. No, it's, it's just dumb, you know, a country doesn't work without it. Anything. Of course. Really. But we have to uh, think of the good of the people. How can someone uh, help make a country go with when they do not have uh, good education? especially Benzo education. Uh, in those years that we had the left government, they did a, did a lot of focus on universities and superior education, but Benzo just stayed where it was, just stayed there. And it's pretty important to have good education. And that's the kind of thing that we, we have to see and wait to see if those guys at least going to make something about it. Uh, Because of course. They just there in making lots of really bad statements, really racist or homophobic and xenophobic stuff, and it's really boring, really boring. And yeah, now you're talking about that. You're talking about those guys. So we have some names here. Let's drop some names. Donald Trump elected and current president of the United States of America. We have Bolsonaro that is the current president of Brazil, our country. And we have an, uh, Marine Le Pen that was this runner up in the last France election. She almost won and she got really popular with a lot of statements she make. And they, those guys, they have one thing in common. They Two things, they are politicians, of course, and they have a very aggressive speech. And what they have in common too, I don't know Marine, but Bolsonaro and Trump, the person, the people that come before them, Obama, Dilma, they were politicians who have like a light speech. They were social, they were left, and they talked not aggressive. They were very loving, very to the people, to the social causes. And come those guys, very aggressive. And very problematic to have like Trump who said, like they should grab women by their genitals. We have Bolsonaro who compares uh, Native Americans with animals. We have Marine Le Pen who have a very aggressive speech against the the Muslims and that just got worse because France uh, suffered uh, some terrorist attacks two years ago, I believe. So in your opinion, what the, even though economy is screwed, What does it make for a sane human being to believe in what this, those guys are saying and endorse them? Uh, it's it's like uh, based on everything we're talking about, you know, uh, when you lost faith in all politicians, you see all politicians as corrupt. And those guys, I don't think uh, Le Pen was like this, but Trump and Bolsonaro was. They just came out of nowhere. They just... <laughs> I'm gonna run for president. You know, something like this, especially Bolsonaro. He 
It started like an internet thing, and people started, oh, Bolsonaro 2018. And suddenly, he actually put up the, the run and he won. And they see those guys like different. They see they not corrupted. There's new people that can actually make a change. And they kind of ignored uh, all of those homophobic, uh, racist, and xenophobic, and all those those problems, really serious problems. Uh, they think that that's something that's putting their lives, all of our lives, in at stake. They there's a, even a bigger problem they see and that those guys are gonna get it they're gonna resolve it it's not because they want to at least most people obviously can say that everyone is like that but it's not like people want to be racist or uh, any of those uh, bad ideas Mm -hmm. end up getting caught up on the problems that they face and they just vote for those guys uh, ignoring those things because It's a really, really vote of hope because they ignore racism, they ignore homophobia. And there's a lot of guys here in Brazil, mostly we we have like, we even joke about that because uh, Bolsonaro defends a lot the interests of rich people and people who already have money. But he got the vote of a lot of people who don't have money, poor people that were just too desperate and they vote for him. Yes, uh, just... You can see in, in this kind of thing how people feel about politics and how difficult actually is because it's it's worrying. It's worrying. It's not that we can't say like it's people are doing this just to be bad or something. It isn't. It's from yes. actual actual worrying. You know, they want. All, all, all of us actually, we want the same thing. We want peace and we want progress. But we, we see things differently, and some people ignore those things. And even uh, like, uh, like uh, I was saying to you before we started this, even when there's better options, the problem with that is that they see, they look at those options, and they just, they think it's just the same thing. They don't see as different the like, same old thing yeah they see it like that yeah. like when we, we come to the reality we have in the united states first in 2016 we had two candidates we had donald trump who were crazy with the uh, his statements and ideas but he was a guy who never ran for anything he did never uh he worked for the government or anything and his opponent was not only a former uh, first lady, but she was also um, Madam Secretary, uh, Secretary of something. I don't, I don't remember what she was Secretary of, but she had already worked with the government. So pretty much we had the new and the old. And in Brazil, we kind of repeat that. We had this guy who never ran for anything but congressman. And we have the, the opposition who was a guy of the party who already ran Brazil for 14, 16 years. So is again the new versus the 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 old yeah and and i do think that we have to make a change you have, we have to get out of there i'm not, i'm you you know that uh, as my friend you don't let that I, i don't i never defend the war, workers party you know i'm very against it 
but I do not obviously do not endorse uh, Bolsonaro in any way. And I do know that there are better candidates, better candidates than him. And we have to bring those people, you know, just put them there and see what they see if they will do what they're promising. They're actually good people, people that really want to make change, or at least, at least uh, seem so. And not breaking any human rights. Yes, that seems to be a big problem for them because those guys hate human rights. They have like something very strong against human. I don't get. They are humans. They they think they have rights. So I don't know what they have against human rights. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the problem with education system we have here. It does not really work on social causes, and it will obviously not. <laughs> at least. For this uh, presidential run, you know, no, of course, um, he won't. He won't. But they they don't know about social causes and what it is to be a human. Human, I think, you know. Uh, yes. Human rights in general, and when they talk about human rights, you know, uh, in the way they do, and and really, actual bad things, you know, yes. people do harm. Uh, to society and i don't know in other countries but here in brazil they have like a sentence that human rights for right humans and that's just bad you cannot uh, select who is good and who's a bad human everybody is human yes i mean it's not like in, uh we all haven't done something bad obviously we can't compare like a guy who killed someone with someone who i don't know I uh, stole the 50 bucks of his mother's purse. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. But you know, we we all have done bad stuff and how how much human rights for right humans, you know. So Yes. And I think other problem with those guys besides everything we just spoke now is that they kind of make the whole country look bad, you know? we lose a lot of respect out there with serious people because the americans have suffered for that we here we are not in the united states but we look there and we lose respect because you had a guy like obama who everybody loved everywhere and then you put a guy like donald trump that nobody really respects him so you kind of lose the respect for the country a little bit and the same things happen to brazil now i think a lot of people are losing this if they had some the respect they had for us yes yes that's i don't think we had a great respect you know because our, our economy work is crashing down even before him but now uh it's not not good i i don't think it's good i mean at least uh, on the way that the media in the countries themselves see us but the economical front it's actually pretty good uh, 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 to be honest our stocks no. have never been better the dollar is no uh declining here i, I don't think uh that front that we're that bad because of he's there you know what i mean but it's still and bad you know also, it's not like something that changed from the from day to night for the people who are listening to us no. if you are from another country one one of our currency is worth like no no, I think the contrary. One dollar is worth four 
of our currency and that's a lot it's like the quadruple it's and, and just we have been uh, uh, talking about a lot of bad things about those governments but I, I do think they can make some change and really bring something positive to our communities uh, despite all the bad things it's not Uh, this is a yeah, really there's a lot of bad things. It's kind of obvious. There's a lot of bad things. It feels like I'm uh, defending them, but no, we have to be fair. Have to be fair. Yes. No, just wait a bit. We're gonna talk about our government, and I think you're gonna have your chance to defend your case. Let's just wrap this this part with the last last topic we wanna address: the kickbacks. For, uh, you can defend later but now tell me what do you think can be lost what are the kickbacks of electing guys far right like this even okay. though the democracy is still cool four years from now we're gonna get to elect another person America two years from now they have a new president but even though democracy is okay what are the losses we have electing those guys mainly on social on the social side of stuff we we can we can see already we can see a lot of problems there we can talk about how oh, oh, another thing that just came to my mind we can talk about how uh, especially here in brazil they bolsonaro just did something i don't know how how to even describe it he changed uh, all the environment laws and laws yes law, but, uh, all the ministry of environment he put it on the agriculture ministry that's really worrying because you know the people who are in front of this ministry they their interests is not to preserve our environment it's just to, yeah they have a different agenda yeah exactly so they want to just destroy it basically i hope i hope that's just they Bolsonaro's term just started, so we had basically four years ago. But I really hope I'm wrong. But I, I don't see a good future for our force, and it, it looks pretty dim. And he said in a statement that he would take us out, out of the Paris Accord. And even though he can't, because that was voted on Congress, it's It's just for saying that it's just really boring don't you think yes yeah I, I do believe that of course and aside to that that's very worthful of course but aside from that I think the main thing is those guys they kind of make some people uh, think that some things are cool you are saying that not everyone is racist not everyone's homophobic of course not there are people that are just desperate there's there's people who want to change there's people who I totally get the vote but there's people who actually believe all those things they say there's people who do think that natives are not people are just animals who live in the woods there's people who actually believe women should be treated like Trump said grabbing them by their genitals there's people who want to be racist there are people who do not believe in the union of the people in the same gender and they are very very much uh, far right on that they're very much violent they're very much aggressive with those speeches so when the, those guys show up on television in prime time and they say those things 
even though they change the words when they're speaking with reporters and television they say like fancy things the idea is that that those things are legit those things are cool and you can say that and not just say but you not like a joke look haha uh, i'm laughing at a black person or a woman or a gay but they legitimize believing on those ideas yeah. and be- and believe on that is very dangerous because we have a lot of problem in the past with that in we have uh, the racism is enormous in the united states and in brazil we have a different kind of racism because it's very much hidden but it's so much out there it's kind of complex to describe because here in brazil we are all mixed we there's no white person that 100% white and there's not black a black person that's 100% black so we have kind of a hidden racism but it's there and it's every day and those guys completely legitimize those ideas yes they endorse it their speech endorse those people the way they feel and it makes it okay for them to feel like that and it's really really bad even when he was he was not even elected and there was people suffering you know they they were like attacking uh, people on the streets for being gay or for being black you know, really bad stuff just you know it's it's, it's a- awful it's a scenario that i i kind of read that somewhere you know the biggest fear it's not the president himself we do not fear so much the president we fear the people that guys that guy inspires We fear the people who get touched by his speech and feel the need of doing something about it. When the president do some joke about homosexual, there's some crazy guy out there who's gonna think, okay, the president said it, so I'm, I might as well, I might as well just do it, and goes there and beat it, and and some fathers that kick sons out of the house and very awful stuff that get endorsed by the not any person but the president of the whole country yeah. it's just it's boring you know we, and there's nothing we can do to be fair you know we try to do the, the opposition tried to do a lot during the elections no i mean now that he's there there's nothing uh, we can do yeah of course you know and what's going to happen we don't know that's a very dangerous question we don't know but we can't talk about the things we already know that happened but that's the subject for our next part the part two of our podcast so we talked a lot about how Bolsonaro fits in that scenario of the conservative wave that's taking control of the world. But now we're going to talk what happens next. Since January the 1st of 2019, Jair Bolsonaro is the president of our country, Brazil. So my first question right off, you were defending some things there, uh, the last part. So my question is do you have faith do you believe in a good future with bolsonaro as president that's too too much of a difficult thing to say like to believe in like do i believe with all my heart no 
obviously no i'm i'm a bit skeptical i try to be positive as much as i can be when i see something good i i try to be positive about it and try to hold on to that because i i don't think that just uh talking about the bad stuff is going to do any good to any of us because it's going to happen anyway so we might as well just uh not just I'm not saying just to shut up and accept everything that he says but obviously we have to put our minds out there obviously but what I, I'm trying to say is that we also have to uh hold on to that tiny little hope when he gives us something good and it's it's he he has some pretty decent things actually I mean uh can you name one or two I think there's a challenge yeah. but can you name one Yes, I can. Uh okay, so one thing that uh, I've seen him talking about it, he's planning to make it better, you know. We have here in Brazil, uh as you know, project a social project called uh Bolsa Família. It's like a family I don't know, support. Family, yeah, family support. And he's trying to make it uh extend it, you know, like it's a Uh, like so, so just a bit family support is a very popular program here in Brazil for people who don't have much money and uh, the most poor part of the population and is one of the programs that become popular of the left government that ruled Brazil for 16 years the most popular president of Brazil that's today is a man in prison he created that project and it's very popular and one of the uh, fears that people had during the campaign was that Bolsonaro was going to end this program because it was made by his political nemesis but he apparently doesn't want to do that uh just just to correct some information he didn't create it he and he made it better <laughs> uh it was yes, a, a was, no, he created I mean, the, the name and the the structure that we have today but there was already some support for the poor people before during FHC govern government fernando's yeah. government yes yes he he it was something that already exists so he's trying to make it better you know he's trying to uh extend it like you you know how how we have it the third salary third 13 salary, uh, salary. he's trying to make a 13 uh, family support a 13 bolsa familia and that's a good thing you know it, it helps families you know poor families yes of course it does in it's a very uh, is small is a small uh, money it doesn't it's not very much money no, for yeah. people who are poor it's really it should be bigger it should be better i think if he does that it's going to be good of course Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's not like oh, it's, this is the most. Um, we're just talking about good things, and since this is a good thing, we have to, you know. Yeah, of course. Because like he's also actually acting, uh, acting on the uh, anti-corruption. Uh, he is. I have to point something there because Bolsonaro did a whole campaign and I'm laughing not because I'm opposed to that or anything it was because it's a very ironic situation he spent the whole campaigning 
uh, based on anti-corruption government. He was elected for being and president that was anti-corruption and he did several attacks to the politician his uh, mates of campaigning the, the people who were also campaigning and they, he accused pretty much everyone of being corrupted and he had a lot of criticisms to do with the or less pre or president ex-president that's already that's today in jail lula he has a lot of criticism with his son for being corrupted and just as his government started bolsonaro his son the today senator flavio is involved in a big corruption thing so that, that's ironic of course yeah i agree with you it's just it's something i mean it's not like he, he hadn't anything going on you know even before his campaign there's the uh, jbs two uh, dollar uh sorry real thing it got kind of uh, explained and stuff, but... Yeah. Also, Nara has a lot of shady things. We don't... Uh, he doesn't do much explanation. Yeah, it's shady. It doesn't mean... I mean, we can't, like, say he's corrupt. He's corrupting, you know. He, he's stealing yes. from... But it's shady. It's something that's there. You but know? I think we can't say that his son is corrupted. I don't know about yeah. him, but I think it's pretty cool to say that Flavio is. I, I I agree with you. I think we can. I mean, there's judiciary. They they're working on it. You know, the Supreme Court actually. Sorry, uh, they're working on it uh, on actual rules and, and stuff. But for how things they are not going, working on it anymore. They they closed the, the the case. He he's probably guilty. He's probably done some stuff. Yes. And, uh, we have to wait and see, but yeah, I, I agree. Just gonna, I just been talking a lot about the bad things, so I'm just gonna say already what I think is a good point, what's the positive point of not just the government but the whole Bolsonaro project in Brazil very recently. First, when you spend like 14 years being being controlled, being ruled, being governed by the same party you kind of start losing faith on the people's power over elections. Even though you agree or not with the party you support or not, you start to think that, oh my God, this election has been won already, you know? You don't believe so much on the power of people. You think the, the party, the, the people in power control the elections and not the people. But when the, the, this guy that, even if he was like the best man of the all, or the worst man of the all, He's a guy who spent 20, 20, 80 years being a congressman, a not very expressive one. He didn't do anything relevant to, to the country. He wasn't famous or anything. This guy came from nothing, politically speaking. And in two years being known, he became president of the country. His party is a very small party. He didn't have much support. He had very little time on television, but yet he won. And that's just fair because when you were out in the streets during the, uh, the during the election or on Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, you see the bigger amount of people, the, the majority of people wanted that guy to be elected. So that's how democracy works. If the major part wants, they get it. So I think what we can see of positive in this whole experience is that we can believe on democracy more than ever, you know, it's not a big 
party that's ruling Brazil. It's not like uh, somebody of the same same party. It's a different guy. I, I might not agree with him, but the people chose him and got him there you know, against a lot of odds. It's like for democracy, this is a good thing, you know. Uh, I I I get what you're trying to say. We I like reassuring democracy, saying, "Hey, it, it works. It works. May it may not be a good choice, but it works." But he was a choice, and that's important. People yes. chose. Him. Yes. And the second thing is that he's not a very bright guy. But he has something, someone on his team that might be here for people who don't know Brazil or his politics. We used to have a, a, three or four ministers, ministries that took care of economy. And Bolsonaro came and he combined them all into just one big ministry that is controlled by one guy. And he's like the master of the economism in Brazil. And I think that's good. I think he has like. He wants to do to do reforms that we need it, and if he can do wisely and in a way that don't screw anybody over, and he's already screwing because he wants to reform the presidents, but he doesn't want to mess with military money or politician money, and he's both. He's a politician who's a military, so I think he has a big uh, inter- conflict of interest there. Yeah. Uh, uh... I agree with you. Uh, in fact, on Providence topic, uh, I do think it's an important thing to to do. You know, we have a pretty big hole on our on our account, our money. We are pretty bad on the in this situation. We have to kind of uh, make make cuts when we are in a bad economy. Cuts have to be made. We have to know where to cut. But they do have, and restructuring the uh, social providence is it, a good way to to do that. Especially when it's uh, a source of a uh, really good, really big sort of a really big. Uh, how can I say it? Uh, loss of money. So yes, of course. You have to make something about it. But I agree with you. But I game, but I game. We have problems in Brazil that every election the guys speak is uh, the, the people speak like it's a new problem, but actually it's not. Every election we have the same problems. So everyone who comes up say, "Okay, I'm going to do this reform and I'm going to save the country." And uh, now we have just to believe, to have faith that he's going to do right. Yes, yes. They, you know, we have to wait and see. We'll... Yes, it's our job. Wait and see. Uh, also, I think one thing uh, that's very good for our economy that this guy is proposing is tributary uh, rearrangement or reform. Uh, because we have a really big problem uh, here in our country. You know, uh, most of our taxes they come from the things we buy, not from our estates and our. Possessions, but from what we buy, and that's a problem because things tend to to be really expensive, and you know, quality of life uh, actually drop. So, when we have reform on that on that field, we can actually make people's life better if done right. And 
it's a really big actually in his company Bolsonaro's company was a really big point of this company he advertised it things he said about the economy and he, he has a really great focus on economy uh if yes, cannot, but it's but it's worth saying worth saying that he does not get anything about economy everything that he speaks of it is because Paulo Guedes our our economic minister tells him to say but he doesn't have any ideas on economy yeah yeah i, I mean I, i i'm not gonna say that i get to this is a pressure point for him because almost every president we had including lula they didn't have any knowledge in in multiple areas basically no knowledge here. so uh, i don't think that's kind of really important uh, we ha- they have to, to really get people who know this stuff to do good things and but I- it's kind of this president thing is kind of funny if you allow me to interrupt because we have lula who didn't have the knowledge and he got to do something good but we have the the person who came right after him that's Dilma who had a lot of knowledge of those things but didn't do them work in the way they should yeah you know you think that you need to do to have luck too or what's the element we need here no i i don't think it's going it's, it's luck you know i think Dilma she was a puppet she was uh someone that was there just as a representative Lula was doing all all the stuff, and you know, our country, we, our economy. I I don't think our economy was actually as great as it seemed uh, while Lula was in the government, because that's when you see why it's not. Because he uh, he said to us, we pay uh, our external uh, uh, debt, and. When we get to a point where Dilma screwed up our economy, all of those that came back and things is that he did not actually pay. And actually, it's it's uh, at the time when he said that he made those claims. Uh, actually, our economist said Brazil didn't actually pay. We have the money in like like we had the money, and we tell those those countries that we wanting owning the money to. We say to them, "Hey, we have the money here. If you need it, you can take it." Uh, so he paid it, but not really. So when the country started to going bad again, uh, we actually start. We have to use those money. So we kind kind of delving back on the on the debt thing. Also, another problem that you know in her government that happened. Is that she tried to mask everything? The things were happening. You know, the economy was crashing. She tried uh, to mask, and that's actually why she got impeached because she used uh, uh, money, public money, to uh, kind of boost, you know, give it a boost. Boost. Uh, no, okay. We should one day we should do an episode all about the impeachment because we're going to disagree so much that I cannot respond right now. So I'm going I'm going I'm just going to do my next question here that in the same subject. You said the problematic thing, one of the problematic things is that she was a puppet. In that sentence, in in that sense, isn't Bolsonaro also an economic puppet? Uh I- <laughs> 
<laughs> the way you ask, it feels like you're saying like I'm um a big defender of him and stuff. <laughs> no, I'm like that, and I know it's coming from somewhere. But I'm really doing the question because you said one sentence off the altar, so it leaves for me to ask. But doesn't feel like I, def- I don't want that to be a defense because we can talk about her and all the things in her impeachment and government in some later episode. Yeah, okay. So I think the situation here is really different, like in really big aspect. Like I said, Lula, for example, he did not have great knowledge about actually pretty much anything on, on government-wise. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we all know that he had only basic knowledge, you know, he, he was, uh, I think, just alphabetized. He, he didn't even finish the first part like we call here uh the fundamental the basic yes yes this is a known factor in obviously so he didn't have any knowledge great knowledge but he had a, a team that really helped him they did great things on education uh somewhat in health you know not really great but they did something help and they did things also in economy and social and They had, he had people to help him. So uh, I don't think that calling uh, Bolsonaro a puppet, uh, economic puppet, is actually accurate because this is uh, actually a pretty common theme. You know, the presidents don't know uh, much about the, everything. I mean, those two, Lula and Bolsonaro, they don't know shit about anything. But. <laughs> But uh, what I'm trying to say is that they pretty much equals on that aspect. They don't know uh, anything, but they have people who know them. You know, uh, they chose it to make it things better. So I think that's where. And as to okay, Dilma, but, but, uh, I it's think another, it's another area because she's being a puppet, not uh, of her ministry, but of a guy. It's like her mentor or something. I'm just gonna to give a commentary to wrap on the president's things. Uh, I think it's a very unfair comparison between Lula or Bolsonaro because even though they're both people who doesn't have much graduation and they are not masters of economics, Lula was in the same page as his team about the problem and he spoke freely about that because he clearly understood what was going on and trust those people to alongside with him, resolve that. Bolsonaro, he does not understand or begin to understand what's happening. And he just passes the problem to his minister. What I think, of course, this is why if I do not get about something, I just pass something who does. But saying that he is in, a, is in a, some comparison, I think that's not much the case. But you, you want to add something? Uh... Yeah, it's fair to say that he we could we could see uh, from the few uh, discussion he had on television. You know, uh, I don't know, maybe one or two. Clearly, didn't know a lot of all his government plan. We we know that that that's a fact. He whole whole campaign was just him, like like we say said on the last segment. He was just being aggressive and talking stuff and just being just being him and all of his campaign was based on emotion, not reason. 
And yeah, yes. I agree with you. It's very thing. Just don't don't leave the subject. I already have the way to connect two things I want to talk about. Bolsonaro spent a lot of campaigning time being polemic. He get a lot of press just for saying controversial things that get him pressed. And yeah, yeah. there was some like feeling that once he got elected and Uh, became president he was not gonna be so polemic and of course he was he's not half as controversial as he's used to be but he still does a lot of things this week for example there was a news that the main congressman today on brazil on the fight against lgbt prejudice who already done two terms as congressman or it means eight years in the house and he was elected in the last election to do four more years he is leaving brazil because he doesn't feel secure with a lot of threats he's been receiving and as a president even though he, he even if even if he was homophobic even if he had a feud with this person as president of brazil that guy should be worried because one congressman is going to leave the country out of fear And in the same day, the president Twitter, <laughs> great day. That's just ridiculous. What do you think Bolsonaro has in his head right now? He can be safe somehow. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Not even what you to say on this point. It's just sad. I, course, I, I was never. I was never a fan of, of this specific congressman. Just because, uh, not because of obviously he had good work on the, like you said, against and uh, LGBTQ uh, prejudice, but he's kind of controversial uh, person too. I'm not a very fan of him, especially because he actually did bad things with. Then he was uh, also a congressman, and now he's uh, our president. And, But being aside from that, aside from that, like you said, he is the president of a country, and he must protect our people, and especially a congressman. He he needs it more than uh, uh, ordinary people to be protected, and he was uh, receiving that threats. And how fucked up is that? And then yes, our right. Our president just laughs at it, and this is just I don't know. I don't even know how to begin to what, uh, what, what... the same subject as in LGBT right the president had a lot of controversial uh, phrases and statements he said uh, all through his life about gay people and then when the campaign started his his people the people who work for him he started to create a new image of of course that happened to every candidate so he became more lighted and he spoke a lot with gay people saying that they should not be worried that he did not have anything against gay people even though he clearly have something against gay people and then in the first day not i don't think the first day but the, the first week of his government he's uh, he take LGBT off the human rights discussion of the, uh, the human rights minister and then the same minister she celebrates that taking the LGBT out of the human rights thing she celebrates saying that boys should wear blue and girls should be wearing pink 
a clear reference to what she really explains that it's not me saying she says there's a clear reference to gender ideology like you be a boy that is born a girl or a girl who's born a boy so do you think bolsonaro has something against gay people is he homophobic he does this lgbt people are in danger right now okay as uh, uh, what i'm going to talk about right now is kind of polemic or not i don't know because not in the sense it, it, that's not to it hasn't much to do with that but what i'm going to say is he's a religious guy and i'm not religious i'm, I'm actually agnostic so he's actually pretty conservative on that part, you know he's really religious and that said you go a lot of against homosexuals he works a bit against them so that's that's bad but uh, taking back on the the ministry that said the boy should wear blue and girl should wear pink stuff the backlash was so big that days after i don't know if you heard or, or read about it but days after she made a statement that said that LGBT agenda uh, was uh, placed somewhere else. Uh, that wasn't part of of their statement, the initial statement. And then the backlash was so big that she just, you know, kind of gave up. And when I read it, I just couldn't believe that this government did that. <laughs> I was like, my heart was like, even with a bit of a lie, aren't they just not being? being sympathizing with another human being here it was kind of weird yes. i think the biggest thing one of the biggest points about this government i should be talking about this in my good points is that this government has not one month he is very young government three weeks in the power but he's already feeling the power of opposition people are rising up and they are making a lot of noise with everything they disagree on and that's good democracy is made with opposition and people who are in the side of the government with the supporters yeah uh, well, anything to say about that i i i i think you know i'm pretty much on this topic i'm pretty much uh, wrapped we I'm, agree yeah we, we agree on everything on this topic i believe and we have talked about demarcation of native land we have talked about president we have talked about the polemics and one thing that people like in usa must not understand but we live in a country that's forbidden to have the 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 normal citizens not allowed to have guns in his house or walk with, with them in the street and bolsonaro has a big agenda on The, the liberation of guns and is one of the first acts he made as president was to make it easier for people to have guns is this in a country such as brazil a good solution no <laughs> that's the only answer we need right now <laughs> just straight up like no being a brazilian and knowing how we all are it's pretty I don't know how people be innocent to believe that a thing like this could work. We have examples on the 
uh, USA. And they supposedly they are used to having guns around and stuff, and we do not. And even though we do not, we are the first country in the world. Uh, last year, 2018, we killed 40,000 people with guns, and we do not have guns allowed. Yeah, allowed. <laughs> and I think I'm caught on that. Thousand people. Forty thousand. Yes. Let me uh, address something here. It's a very good connection with this subject and the act of the minister who took LGBT out of the human rights. We live in a country that the average trans person live until 35 years old. Is the like the average trans lived only 35 years old, and this year not only LGBT are out of the human rights discussion, but we have easier guns around. That does not seem like a good combination. Yeah, that's kind of. I I don't even know what to say. You know, it's just. Yeah, I think we address everything. Yes. It's kind of sad. Just, yeah, that, that's very much said. Do my last question to you right now is: Do we have hope? Yes, I, I think like that saying, "Hope is the last to die." It's it's of true. Course. We we have to maintain it. That uh, apart from everything else, shit comes at us. We have to maintain hope because if we lose that. What what can we expect from life? Life it's yes. a big ball of <laughs> I would say tiny wimey with people. Yes, we are very Doctor Who fans for people who are listening right now. I do believe that four years from now, two three and a half years from now, we're gonna be on a new election, and it's going to be like the ending of Rogue One. We have gonna see a lot of Darth Vader destroying people, but in the end, we see Princess Leia, and she says to us that we have hope yet. I do believe that's gonna be like this, if everything goes right. Yeah, yeah. Or not, go left. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, you're cool. Everything cool. You have something to say? No, I think I'm finished. So this was our first episode on BTS. We discuss world politics and home politics and everything going right. We'll be back next week or soon, or sooner or later than that to discuss any other thing we want. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs>